Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Hey Show podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ethan, and joining me, as always, are my good friends, Hunter and Kyle. Hey, guys, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing just swell. Doing pretty all right. What's going on with you, Ethan? I'm all right, you know. It's a, just big chilling, dude. Trying to suff- get through my Xenoblade addiction, trying to finish this bastard game. Suffer, I swore in the first minute. Say. You, are? you already knew what I was going to say? Is that what you are going to say? Suffer, he was about to say. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that game shit. Am I right, Xenoblade fans? No, it's good. It's good. <laughs> well, I'm just, we lied this, in the thumbnail. This one will get like 800 views and they'll come after you again. <laughs> again? Could you imagine? They're like, hey, get him, boys. He said the thing. I'm going to clip that they three seconds out like, of context. They, they just all have like AI bots scanning the audio. <laughs> yeah. Probably, I wouldn't be surprised to be honest, but it has, it's been like what, three and a half yeah, weeks dude. of this game being out and I've still not finished it. And Hunter's like, Hunter's had an excuse. He's been playing other games or something. I don't know. He's been doing yeah. stuff for the podcast, whatever cringe that is. So I've just been sitting there <laughs> like trying to finish this and getting distracted, basically going, oh, a tree. Let me go and look at that for five seconds. Meanwhile, you know? I finished it a few weeks ago, and I've just had to keep all my thoughts bottled up inside well, my head. That's your problem, I'm dude. You were like... scared of the. You were scared of spoilers, but you didn't think of what you know. That's just an excuse to not touch Twitter. It's a cesspit anyway. Why would I want to touch it? Perfect. You know what? Only... You're right. But the fan art's really nice. It's, it's not worth it, dude. It's not worth it. It's not worth the Twitter cesspool, and I'm just happily living. Now, YouTube Recommended's coming for my ass, so that's what I'm scared about. Because now they're like... I haven't even been actively avoiding spoilers since putting it down for a little bit, and I still have been fine. <laughs> We're saying this now, and they're literally going to stop the recording, and it's going to be like, pew, pew, this person dies, and this is what happens. And we're like, oh, for God's sake, no. Why? <laughs> imagine um but no it's all good i don't know like i say it's mainly just been that you guys you guys are like you've been playing roller drone right hunter i have it's really good and i'm probably gonna finish it in the end of the weekend and write a review so look out for that we didn't notice there's a trial for that on like playstation extra or whatever you get a trial for it and then oh yeah and kyle was like we should play that for the podcast and i was like no because it'll put trophies on my profile (laughs) i refused during the week i saw something where that trial was i don't know if it was that one specifically or if the trials are just goofed in general where like someone downloaded it and it Mm -hmm. it gave them 34 minutes left while it was still installing (laughs) rather than the actual hour that you're supposed to get oh yeah it's supposed to start when you hit play not when you're installing it could you imagine yeah that that three hour horizon Mm -hmm. trial would be very cool because i think it would take you more than three hours to download it you're just like oh cool (laughs) guess my trial's up that was cool listening to the menu theme on the playstation dashboard I mean, I guess it's it's just weird because, well, it wouldn't really matter that much aside from not getting all of your time because by it's like two minutes to install, it's not even a gigabyte, I don't believe. Mm. And then um, by the time that you've played it for like 20 minutes, you basically know what the game is, so... Yeah, Speaking of Trials and the PlayStation, Trials of Mana is available for free on PlayStation this month. That was like the mm-hmm. worst connector ever. You're literally just like, who? who Look, you want connectors? I'm fucking trying, dude. I'd, I'd, I'd honestly, I'd say you who's do. handing, I'd say who's handing you the bag at Square, but we know Square's handing no bags out. Like, right? They're, I they're, hate they're taking, Enix. they're taking bags back. They're like, we want our <laughs> money. You remind me that I don't think I got the PlayStation Premium games for this month yet. Dude, uh, what are they? Neither I did I. Know. Isn't like, it Yakuza? 
Oh yeah, Yakuza Zero one and two. Yeah, there's those. Yeah. Trials of Mana is one of them. Um, but anyways, if you guys want to play my 2020 game of the year that got overshadowed by everything, give it a look. It's remember a when we had it good in 2020? Stop- remember when we had it good? Remember when all those games came out? Damn. Yeah. When COVID was just our problem in the present, and now it's like still here, <laughs> but now the past is catching up with now us as well. Attacking her hobby, yeah, that's crazy. I think that's why I've put so much time to Xenoblade because, like, I was talking to my dad uh, early, and he was like, "What games are coming out this year? Like, for the rest of the year?" Because we have this conversation every so often, and I'm like, "Nothing." I hope you like God of War, and he was like, "Did I finish the original?" I'm like, "You have time (laughs) because nothing else is coming anyway." Um, but no, who knows? Rollerdrome does look fun though. It's basically just Tony Hawk with guns, which I think is quite a fun. It little, is, uh, and it's great, game. man. Like, I've definitely stayed up later than I should have both nights that I was actually like playing it. It was, dude. Like, like every, yeah, I love when you do that with games. When you just like, you like, I should not be up till one a.m. or two a.m. I've got to go to work. I've got live things to go about. So but thir- Thursday night, I even thought about like, okay, if I stop trying to be a psycho and get all of the goals for each thing, and just do it. I might be able to finish this, but that didn't happen. <laughs> so is the way, you know, that's what I literally yeah. this the amount of times. Cause I kept, I kept saying to Kyle, I was like, cause I kept being stuck on the same place in Xenoblade the exact same time. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to carry on playing. I'm not going to do the story. Cause I'm scared of staying up too long. And the amount of times that I've just been like, yeah, but what if I just fuck it and just like go, like go into work with like two hours sleep. I'm just like, you know, why not? Like, Dude. It sounds like a plan to me. I just feel like, why not? Although, to be fair, there's a massive difference between an arcade kind of Tony Hawk game and like a sixty bajillion hour RPG that'll never end, <laughs> and you'll just be self. Oh, that. I've done. I've done, I've been on. Every, I've been on both scenarios. Like I stayed up way too late for finishing Persona Five Royal a few years ago. That, that was that's, that's yeah. just me with Persona in general. Was just my I did night shifts on Persona. I'd start at like ten p.m. and I'd finish yep. at like five a.m. and I'd just be like, ah, good I, session. Clock out. If, if I didn't have like the two week break I did in between work, I probably would have been doing that. <laughs> oh hell yeah, dude. That's that's the main thing is. But that's what I'm scared about with that game coming out in October is because like it's been two and a half years. I'm almost ready to play that game again. But at the same time, it's like now that I have like commitments, I've got like adulting in a way where it's like I've got a job, I've got things that I need to do. I'm like, where does that game fit in anymore? And I'm kind of scared of not not being able to play it, but it may like it becoming the center of attention again and just ruining everything else to the side of it. (laughs) That's my fear is like... (laughs) Because when I play those games, like Xenoblade, I commit. I don't just do what Hunter does, where I'm like, oh, play for a week, week and a half, get it all done. Oh, like that well, side. if it was Persona, I probably would have committed, to be fair. <laughs> you do that. I don't. I'm like, I take a month out of my life to just soak it all in. And like, I just like, no, that could not happen. But no. Yeah, um, me, you and Jack were talking about that last night. Mm. About how we, it's time for a Persona 5 replay. It is. It's always time. That's case, the problem. A first yeah. play. You it's always time for it. Yet, Kyle, it's your yeah. turn. You stream at the Discord. I would if Discord streaming worked for me. Yeah, true. It's <laughs> it's always time for a Persona replay, you know. But it's like That's those true. kinds of games always take over your life, and it's like I've done nothing. That's my problem this year is because this year has been so slow. I've played like nothing but JRPGs for a majority of this year. 
It's like, I played Persona 3 this year, I played Xenoblade 1, a replay of that this year. I've obviously played a lot of Xenoblade 3. Um, if you, I guess, other I, random even, Japanese influenced games like Somnium Files, you just can't get away. I played Somnium Files, <laughs> Elden Ring, even though it's not JRPG esque, it's still an RPG from Japan, which I have played. You it's played like Scarlet Nexus. Scarlet Nexus, I did play again for the for the first. Time. I played nothing but JRPGs, yeah. and it's like I don't know. I feel like the fatigue hasn't and has hit where it's like. I'm starting to get sick of it, where I'm just like, please, somebody show an emotion that isn't just extreme sadness or extreme horniness. Please, just come on, you can do it. <laughs> oh, I believe. Right. During, that, during that whole gap, most of my backlog was horror games. Mm. Like, that's that's what I was doing. I was like, the medium, Alan Wake wasn't a horror game, but it really wanted to be spooky. And then Tormented Souls was the third one that I was going deep on there. I'm like, huh. Mm. Yeah, These my all okay. <laughs> my Xenoblade Three Palette Cleanser ended up being Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door. Oh, yeah, I'm say, thinking good video that. game. I'm thinking good video of doing game made in a... 2005. I'm thinking of doing a palette cleanser, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, like, there's a couple of 2005. Yeah. It's it's pretty old. It's pretty old. It was it's, the GameCube. Yeah. I know it was the GameCube. So I just thought I thought it was dollars. I thought it was like older. To be honest, I thought it was like oh, hang on. <laughs> we'll do a do live fact check. But yeah, no. Paper Mario. I wanted to play that game because I don't know. Because like I say, I've got Somnium Files and Nirvana Initiative. But it's like I don't know if I want to jump straight into more weeb wonderness. I like, I don't feel like it. So I July twenty second, two thousand four. Yeah, there you go. And obviously, it's like the couple of games that are coming out this week being Scott, uh, being uh, Soul Hackers and Saints Row haven't performed as well. We don't know actually how Saints Row is done as of recording, but I'm assuming that it's not done well. So I'm just gonna be like, I'm just assuming it's a seventy seven. So I'm just gonna be like, cheers to that. Um, still waiting for Splatoon three waiting lobby so i'm like i don't know spirit yeah. fair is leaving game pass the end of this month so i might just quickly hop on in and just play that for a bit and see how i feel about yeah. it yeah um, go for before it, it goes. Spirit fair was good it was the one resource management game that got my attention there must be something <laughs> about it yeah I, I, I probably will i probably will but um Dude, it's really too bad that Splatoon three test fire is on the 27th yeah podcast recording day yeah it's uh when are we ever timely with that kind of thing though it's like i'm sure that it'll come out we'll be fine it's splatoon we'll have plenty of time to talk about splatoon anyway yeah Yeah. when when september happens we become the splatoon podcast remember god i hope not (laughs) the squid kid podcast remember guys the podcast will only be available for three hours every day and you'll have to figure out which days that they're available i'll just keep i'll be sitting there on the back end public and private in it every day every day imagine if shuffle around every four hours i I was about to say imagine if the rotation of episodes switched what what was available and not for every few hours It's like the Disney vault will just start sticking stuff into the HGO vault, but then jokes on people. It's just the episodes I don't like. We'll just be like, yo, oh, what? That episode's gone into the vault? Who knew? I wonder why. It's just, it's just me, my <laughs> secret agenda of removing every terrible episode that we've done off the channel. Like, oh, Man. magic. But don't worry, something equally terrible will be just around the corner. That's true. That's the HGO guarantee. Yeah, I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, Free and competent. Free and competent, <laughs> exactly. 
So, what are we here to talk about today, Hunter? Like, I don't even... What are we here for? I showed up. I um, did the thing. <laughs> best and worst final best. levels was the topic that I picked out of the hat this week. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fair enough. So, I don't know. I don't feel like doing a big, like, spiel or doing a big whatever. Like, we'll just we'll just go into it. We'll just keep it chill. We're, we're recording late. It's fine. We'll just big chill it. Uh, do you want to start? You you came up with the topic. You're the starter. That's what happens. All right. right? We, we mentioned one of these a few minutes ago, briefly. Uh, Scarlet Nexus's final mission sucked. Good lord. Yo, hear me out. Talk Scarlet about Nexus final missions that went sucks. on for way too fucking long. It was so bad, man. Like, so I didn't realize how much like. Devil May Cry is known for being really good at the action it does. I didn't realize also the smaller things it's better at than a lot of games like it. In the sense that it knows how to pace out the encounters so that you're fighting things and then you're allowed to take more than two steps before you can fight something else. And, and it makes it feel like you progress nine the hours. <laughs> yeah, that too. Dude, oh, shit. I... Scarlet Nexus enemies just turned into HP sponges at the end of the video game. Hear me out, they always were. They really always were. Just the combat was fresh when you first played the game. It's just like, so Scarlet true, Nexus bestie. to me has been, it's the definition of a game that should be a Bayonetta length, but was a near Automata length. And I was like, no, yeah. this should not be this long. And to be fair, I still feel like that way. People will hate me because I'm shitting on this. I still slightly feel that way about Nier, where I'm like, the whole three playthroughs concept was really cool, especially because people weren't expecting it to when you press the, the resume button again, you get a whole different basically side of events and stuff like that. I think it's a cool idea, but I also feel like on the third attempt, even though the third route is so completely different to the first two, I feel because the first two are so similar, it almost feels like the game's overstaying its welcome. And I'm like, Scarlet Nexus feels yeah. the same way without even contemplating the second playthrough that the game wants you to do. It's just like, fucking end, please, yeah. for the love of anything. God. It's just so filler. Like, you were like, the last level, I'm like, the last half, dude. And if we're not, I could even, I'd even count the second playthrough as the final level, because that shit sucks, because nothing changes. <laughs> it's like... That's true. Like, God... It it's, really it's, should have just been one thing where it switches who you're controlling. That game is genuinely just a video game where they just thought of like six bajillion ideas and just started throwing shit at the wall and just didn't know when to stop because they were just like, okay, and there's time travel now and there's this person from the future and you've got to kill this person. And okay, there maybe we don't. The moon. There's people, people on the moon. There's like, there's so spoilers, by the way, for all these games because we're probably talking about <laughs> the end of them. But, you know, um, <laughs> it's just that game just chucks so much garbo. And I'm like, oh, you had such an all right premise that it's just that game just kind of. I don't know. It's, it's just it was like... really funny because when Ethan started the game, he's like, oh, I know where this is going. This is going to be a typical anime story. And then it wasn't exactly, but it still was it like, still was. did not That's surprise thing, you in yeah. the right way. It didn't surprise me at all. It was very much just like, a, yeah, this is not a typical story, but it still found its way there. And I was like, yeah. and it's like, I don't know. When we were, when I did finish it, you guys were like, I'd still play another. And I'm sitting there going, I don't know if I would, because I don't know if I want to even fucking go back to that world. Because it was so boring. 
and it's like if it was more focused then yeah i'd be all for a second yeah, but it one. won't be that's the thing is it won't be it'll be the same convoluted tribe and it's like i've played enough games with the kind of fucking independent broody protagonists that i'm like you know there'll be another anime game that has a, ga- a character <laughs> that's exactly like kasane come out in probably the next two years i really don't need to play another scarlet yeah. nexus to get that fill it's like everybody in that game's a stereotype dude and then the final level is kind of an ongoing trope of everything that's wrong with action games <laughs> and i'm like no make it stop please straight up like in procton encounter like every four steps i'm like is this what people talk about when they complain about zubats yeah basically <laughs> and you have to do it twice that's great I love that I played that game twice. <laughs> it was really funny for me the second time through because, like, I, I like breezed through it most of the second playthrough because you know you're so much stronger than everything else. So that happened, and then I'm like, I feel like I've been playing this final level for as long as the second run has taken me now. Honestly, Dude, yeah. I feel I feel sorry for Kyle more than anybody because. At least when we got to our second playthrough, we had to do the Kasane route, which, for those of you who haven't played the game, is it's one, one the better route, but two, it's also like a couple of hours shorter than Yuito's as well. Yuito's is the longer route. Really? No. Yeah, so it's it. like, huh. at least, because there's so much filler in Yuito's route, it's like there's so much extra where I'm like, oh, the game just goes from like the hospital to this in Kasane's route straight away, whereas in theirs, you're like, hospital there, somewhere else, back to the hospital, somewhere else. And I'm like, Jesus, there's so much hopping, it's unreal. And my like, God, fuck that game. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it, no sympathy for Scarlet Nexus anymore, it gets nothing. Yeah, well, that far. Good day, sir. If anything, I'm just like indifferent on the video game now. Isn't it funny how opinions can turn? It is yeah. funny. It was like your favorite thing last year. <laughs> there was no. nothing else last year. Nah, there was plenty of stuff last year. I like uh, Metroid. Was there? Dread. I didn't play it. I don't remember. Metroid Dread. Oh Sales yeah, I didn't like that one. Ratchet and Clank. Something else. I'm sorry. Not that I didn't like Metroid Dread. Again, I was just indifferent on it. I liked Metroid Dread. It the whole time I was playing I'm just like, Metroid I could be playing Dread. Super Metroid and get the same effect. Yeah, See, well, yeah, I... but, you know, Metroid Dread's final boss is better. You can do cool melee counters. I like Metroid Dread more. Same. I tried yeah, going back to Super Metroid replaying... and I was like, I can't play Super Metroid. It sucks. It feels shit. <laughs> Sorry. See, when I think about replaying Metroid Dread, I'm like, I don't want to. Nothing compel like nothing is compelling me to want to replay this video game. Yeah, but here's the thing though: that game has a really good final boss. Though that's it the does. thing. Let's. I- I'm adding it that. to the list, dude. I'm adding it to the list. Fuck you, R- random. Here's a pick from me. Metroid Dread's ending is really good because the game I love like, the last couple hours. Actually, now that you mention it, that game literally just sits there and it's like. Yo, I hope you learned how to get good. <laughs> like it's like, <laughs> and then they just game. ratchet up the intensity. I think that's what I like so yeah. much about it compared to Super, because Super just kind of felt like I was doing the same level of thing the whole time. And then I fight Ridley, and that's a bit more intense than sumo wrestling Krokemeyer. But as far as like the actual rest of the things I was doing, it felt about the same. Yeah, and it's like. 
to be honest, it's like people in Metroid Dread, people always criticize the like the whole Emmy sections. And to be honest, I don't like the Emmy sections, but also I never had a problem with the Emmy sections, like at all. I did not get stuck in any of them. I like I died once or twice, but I was like, okay, just don't be bad this time. Just run. I got the counter timing down, so I've really started to like them. <laughs> I so it's like I didn't hate them. But it's like that ending though. I just when all the Emmys are gone and it's just like, oh cool. Now it's just like a load of random like environmental puzzles and just like, you know, okay, this area of the base is now at like on fire and exploding and this place is now completely submerged in ice and you've got to figure out all this stuff and you go back to these areas and they're completely different. I just really enjoyed it. Leading up to a final boss that actually was like, okay. Let's learn. Your skills to the test. Literally, that game took me six hours to beat in an hour and 15 minutes of it was the final boss <laughs> it, like it was it yeah. was difficult man but it was fun i liked it uh not enough to like metroid to go back like all the way to like all the other ones like i said i tried super metroid and i was like if you've played one metroid you've played them all yeah and you also, played one 2d metroid you played them all <laughs> yeah and just the game like say the I controls of samus are just too smooth and dread that now when i go back and play the older ones like super i'm like oh, it's too clunky for my liking yeah yeah but you just don't like old games in general dude i do it's just there's this there has to be a nostalgia factor to it i have nothing like of interest towards the nintendo or the super nintendo because i didn't grow up with it so it's like it's like i here's my thing is i just look at them and i go that's cute it's like i think super mario world is a cute platformer where it's like i think it's fun but also I'm not sitting there and I'm not going to play it all and act like it. Like I'm like, I can't. It's like, I play it for a bit. It's cute. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> you, but no, I'm not going to finish you. No, thanks. Yeah. It is fun to think about. It's like, I didn't grow up with the Super Nintendo either, but <laughs> I did grow up with the Nintendo Wii, and that had the virtual console, which is how I got to play games like Paper Mario, Super Mario RPG, Link to the Past, mm -hmm. games like that. And that's yeah, eventually well, I mean, how I got to play Chrono Trigger. To be fair, I was not very Nintendo centric yeah, you, in my childhood. You didn't, you didn't own a Wii. My first console, yeah, my first Nintendo home console was a Wii U that I bought myself <laughs> for Mario Kart. Dude, honestly, it's a mir it's in a way a miracle that you bought a Switch. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because it was because you started with the wii u yeah well the, the thing the thing with the wii u was yeah no one bought them, but the games the were good yeah the I've games had, were i've good. had nintendo handhelds my whole life nintendo's always been a handheld company for me i had the gba mm -hmm. sp i had the ds i had the 3ds so i've always had nintendo handhelds in my life funny enough the games that i played the most <laughs> on those handhelds for the most part weren't necessarily your big hit like i played pokemon like, my GPA was just a Pokemon machine, and I played, like, Sonic Pinball and other random stuff on that. <laughs> I never played the... Like, I never played New Super Mario Bros. DS. I never played... Like, I never owned Mario Kart DS. I fucking freeloaded it off of my friends using DS Download Play, you know? We love it was... the shot, guys. The way to play it. Yeah. So, it's like, I don't know. I don't really have that much nostalgia with Nintendo, so... It's just like whenever I play an old Nintendo game, it's like I appreciate what they did, but also it doesn't mean just that I'm gonna instantly like it. <laughs> it's like it's like Mario sixty four. I appreciate what you attempted, but I still think you're a clunky ass, terrible video All game. That game controls like dog shit. Yeah, <laughs> and I, it's like I I can't look the other way. I don't have any nostalgia. Like 
some people will be the exact same way with like Crash Bandicoot, and I'm like, you know what? Fair enough. Crash One does feel like a tank at times. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, where do you want to? What do you want to talk about? So this year, I played Resident Evil Two, and that had a very shitty final level, no matter oh, which path it. you went down. Does it end in the lab? The lab. Oh yeah, man, the lab. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if it's just like because it coming off the sewers, I was already starting to get worn on the game, but. Mm. The lab did nothing for me. Just a miserable time all around, dude. The worst part is, like, this is the one thing that, uh... I think that the remake of Resi 2 overall is a better game than the original, just because it handles mm. better yeah, and all that. Yeah, because it's playable, but, yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> the, fir- the PS1 games did, like had the labs were not these over sterilized white future rooms that you know you've come to expect when someone says something like the word lab like they were you know um rustic and like grungy in a way Mm -hmm. where it was like blood all over the place and such it was cooler in that regard like the like um what is it the vegetation area Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that that was way more interesting on the PS1, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Resident I don't so even know to me. about this place, but I don't know if I was just tired of the game at that point, but it's just, like, it wasn't fun. Dude, who knows? Will I ever play it and find out? Probably not, even though I own it. <laughs> I forget. Would that be your Xeno 3 palette cleanser? No, I just... Oh, Resident Here's the thing is, as somebody who doesn't play Resident Evil, I've experienced far too much Resident Evil overexposure in the past few years, where it's like, I feel like I have absorbed enough Resident Evil via osmosis that it's like (laughs) I have no interest in playing. Because it's like, you know, we've gone on like a non-stop, like, like fucking train ride all the way from Resident Evil 7 through to 2 Remake, 3 Remake, 8, and now 4 Remake. And I'm like... It's been like five games in six years, and I'm like, yeah. that's a lot. It to is the point a lot. where even as someone who hasn't played mm-hmm. it, I've seen enough. Like I've seen enough people play it. I've seen enough trailers. I've seen enough lore. I've seen enough everything. And when it's not like that, there's other stuff as well. It's like how now there's been two years in a row where they've released Resident Evil content for like Dead by Daylight. So even the normies oh, are yeah. being overexposed to that as well. And it's like, there's so much Resident Evil. And even though Wesker's cool as fuck and he has a cheesy ass voice that I absolutely love. It's like, <laughs> so, so good. oh dude, you should Wesker. hear, you should, you should hear him in Dead by Daylight. I'm not a Dead by Daylight fan, but he, he, but like having like that kind of horror game and just hearing as soon as Wesker like hits somebody, just hearing his like cheesy dialogue is like so like good. I'm like, mmm, inject it. <laughs> you make that game so much more tolerable just hearing Wesker's voice. It's so good. But it's like his voice just makes all of them better. Like, yeah, genuinely. It's true. This is the one saving grace in five, and then when he shows up in Code Veronica, it's still really funny to hear him chew the scenery. Yeah, it's just that, like stuff like that's great, but it's like it is. It's just that overexposure, you know. Six games okay, in like the biggest horror, like asymmetrical multiplayer game has had two DLC packs back to back of Resident Evil. You know, you had Nemesis, now you have Wesker, and it's like. 
god how much resident evil are we gonna get because i feel like nine is probably not too far away either where it's like i could 100 percent see nine being late 2024 and it's like oh, is this man. train <laughs> ever gonna stop are we ever gonna take a break? i don't even know where they want man this is mostly because of the way eight ends it seems weird that i don't believe that they're going to commit to what eight ending implies so i don't even know what they want to do with that necessarily there's also the also... dlc as well isn't there and it comes oh, out yeah. for vr psvr2 as well so it's like this the train doesn't stop on the resident evil train and it's getting to the point now where i'm like it's looking a lot like assassin's creed where i'm like <laughs> it's very annual and i'm like i don't know if i like it yeah that's that was my worry and that's why I, um that's why I was happy that there isn't one this year, and I hope that once Resident Evil 4 comes out next year, there is also not one the following year. I feel like there will because, be. I feel like yeah, there will but be. I don't want there to be. <laughs> <laughs> there will be, Hunter. You know it. You know it. Yeah, probably. But yeah. Anyway, Resident Evil. Resident Evil has always just been so interesting because it's like every game focuses on a different character. It's never just like a continuation of the last protagonist story. Because, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, Hunter, but Resi 1 was Chris's first game, and then we didn't. He wasn't the focal point again until like 5. Yeah, it went Chris and Jill in the first game, then Leon, and then Jill, and then. Uh, Code Leon Veronica. again. Code Veronica, if you want to count that, because it was like kind oh. of built as a mainline game that just didn't get a number attached to it. Uh, okay. Chris shows up in that one, so does Claire. And then mm. in four, it was Leon again, and then five. I mean, the only back to back one was seven and eight, because they're both Ethan Winters. They're the only yeah. ones. Mm-hmm. But they were, the they're people. kind of, they're so kind of a duology anyway. They're, yeah, they're a duology anyway, aren't they? So it's like, yeah. not really gonna carry it i thought they were gonna carry it on but now i feel like they're gonna do something else entirely because i thought they were gonna do the whole daughter thing in a nine but now it looks like because that's dlc i'm like i wouldn't be surprised if the daughter shows up in the in like nine but i don't think it's gonna be like the subject i don't think that's gonna be see i don't believe that they're going to commit to flinging the story far enough into the future that she'll be a grown person like she like spoilers for resident evil 8 of all things (laughs) but uh at the end of the game she's like i don't know a teenager maybe like 18 or 16 something like that and she's like talking at her father's grave or whatever and i'm like huh I don't. I like. Would I don't believe get... that they're going to commit to that. Being wouldn't you also not be surprised is? though if it's only been like five years or whatever, and then they use an excuse like the fungus as like an excuse for her being. Oh like, yeah, older. the mold made her. Yeah. The mold made her mature quicker. Yeah, yeah that would be being like Benjamin be... Button kind of scenario where it's like she's. I wouldn't be surprised. And then the I. Fungus. Oh god. And then nine's like finding a cure and then or a... whatever. Yeah. Yeah, they give that excuse, and then they also have a creepy romantic subplot that makes it weird because she's only like actually seven or something. No, that sounds now that sounds like Resident Evil. There we go. That's uh, that's the real horror. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's enough of a tangent. Where are we going, Hunter? Where are we going? That's enough Resident Evil. Um, let's go with the final area in the Bloodborne DLC. Is super cool, man. Like, um, I really love when 
works inspired by Lovecraft come out and are better than his original works because he was horrible and racist. And um, that's my thing with like Black Ops. That's my thing with Black Ops Three Zombies is this, they have the whole kind of like that kind of spin on it and i'm like it's so fucking weird like lovecraftian horror is so weird and i love it when someone who isn't lovecraft does it because i'm like hey now it's yeah, cool because it's, so it's not him <laughs> because it's not weird and racist and so basically the just, final it's just bizarre because like oh yeah now there's just a massive giant squid in the sky and i'm like of course there is yeah. of course there is yeah exactly but yeah this last so the last section in the bloodborne dlc is basically the story shadow over insmith brought to like life in a video game you're basically trolling through this fish village with these fish people they're like yeah they're like mer people they remind me of the murlocs from warcraft if they were actually threatening <laughs> like they make the same kind of <laughs> noises when you attack them and all that and just uncovering all of uh what went down there because actually like the Yarnum hunters are very much in the wrong when you look into the things where essentially Garman just kind of Garman and Maria, the lady that he based the doll off of, rolled up into that place and slaughtered everyone and took yeah. like the old god's baby. Essentially. Of course they did. It's blood blood. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's messed up. At least I got this cool double sided sword in the well here. <laughs> Rocky Yoko Burr. And it's just all, it all builds up to this very cool final, like, the final walk just up to the uh, arena with the Orphan of Koss is really cool because all these fish people are like essentially like kneel down, kneeling down and like praying it's a, in this cave as you, you can kill them if you want, but they, they're like actually passive. You can just walk by them while they, while you walk out to like the beach mm. where the Orphan of Koss is. And it was just really cool. The Bloodborne DLC is one of the few DLCs that I'm like, yes, get it. It's worth it. Yeah, I love... it's just like something extra in most games. I love it. So it's like it's kind of like the polar opposite in terms of like vibes and aesthetic to the main Bloodborne ending, because it's like with the main Bloodborne ending, you know, you're in the hunter's dream, the building, the house is on fire. Everything there's the blood, like there's the red sky. Everything's kind of epic and kind yeah. of chaotic and you're fighting this giant fucking squid from the sky again. And it's yeah. like, it's really epic and big and grand. And so it's, there's something about the DLC just being on this murky beach where everything's grey and dark, and it's just like this kind of congealed, like, kind of abomination yeah, just on this, blue. like, on this, like, disgusting <laughs> yeah. kind of, like, really monotone kind of battlefield is it's just it's like the exact opposite and it's just like i really like how it is kind of that polar the fight opposite. still hits just as hard yeah. too as the best part like the orphan of chaos people were talking that like before i played bloodborne I, I basically as i got the ps5 and was looking into the collection i had started listening to i don't know somehow the bloodborne chatter found me again and I'm like, you know what? This is going to be finally the time that I pull the trigger. And like, I had heard people talk about the Orphan of Koss and how they were fighting for like hours. And I'm like, ah, you guys are wimps. <laughs> it took me like half an hour of trying, maybe 45 minutes. Dude, the only bar, the only, yeah. the only, the only Soulsborne boss that people I think were like, this boss is really hard, and it was actually hard was uh, in Elden Ring, whatever her name is. Fucking Melina, Melina or Meliana, whatever, Melian, whatever. It's one of those. Is. You know who yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, is it Melia or Elden Ring? Melia, Elden Ring. Melina, that's it. Melina. No, no, Melina's the no, Melina's the maiden. What's her name? Michaela. Uh, 
it's Alden, like it's still got Ring that kind of name boss. structure. It's God, like Meliana or something. Ring really stuck with that. That's it, Melania. It is Melania. Yeah. That boss is actually fucking difficult, and not in a fun way, because it's like <laughs> it's like a Sekiro boss. They took a lot of design and um, from what they learned on Sekiro, but then. Elden Ring is like the slowest move set of any FromSoft game, so it's just like actual torture. It's such a like that boss is so bullshit. Yeah, it's like people. Uh, I was talking to my friend about it. My friend's always like, "Yeah, it's like out the problem." The only problem with Elden Ring is they made this open world game and they made this really cool kind of like world and story, and then they gave. You the the controls of Dark Souls two, which is the slowest FromSoft game ever created, and I'm like, yeah, that kind of sucks, man. I'm just like, I'm just sitting there, and I'm just like, imagine, imagine that that kind of world that with like the, the gameplay of like Sekiro or Bloodborne. Now that yeah, would be it's sick, so good, bro. man. That'd be, be so, I'd be parrying so every fucker. Now I'd like, now I'd like yeah. Elder Ring if it was that. I still like Elder Ring, but I'd like it more if. I could be aggro and not slow as balls. Yeah. That's just my one wish. You know what? Speaking of slow as balls, uh, I guess we're going back and forward. I guess I'll do a d- fucking thing. I find a level thing I hate. And this is just in a, this is just in like a franchise. Never mind a fucking game. Final bosses in persona and most RPGs that end with killing gods suck. Like just flat out. Like I'll specify with Persona. Yeah, and a lot of the run up to it isn't very Without good. Build up, yeah, it's pretty anticlimactic. And all Persona games have a problem where the final dungeon as well is ass as well. So it's like it's like yeah. double punishment. The only game that will be free from this is Royal because they fixed it and made that the second to last. And the actual last is very good. Yes, in Royal. it's the best so, dungeon in yeah. the game. <laughs> well, yeah, it's very good. I have only still played Royal once, so I still I I'm always like I need to play I've that again. Played it too, but I'll stand yeah. by that until I play it again and like something <laughs> changes my mind because I've played all the other ones twice. But, well, no, because yeah, but that's the thing is though, it's like I thought I thought Futaba's palace was one of the weakest palaces on my first playthrough, and now like after my like third or whatever, it's like my one of my favorites. Like so, it's like they change all the time on those multiple playthroughs. Yeah. So I do need to play it again, but no, man. It doesn't matter which game it is, whether it's Persona, um, whether it's Persona 4 with its kind of just shitty fucking final boss, which is just not fun to play. It's just really Mm -hmm. fucking dull and boring. And it's like, I just like, why? Uh, Persona 5's, not only is that boss like an hour to beat in itself because its health bar is that spongy but the actual final dungeon also lasts like five times longer than it should where that game is just going and going and you're like is it stopping yeah i thought the game would be over the amount of friends i've had that were like yeah i'm, I'm gonna finish the game tonight and i'm like no you're not because you this thought. is way longer than you thought it was gonna be yeah. is just unbelievable it's just so fucking dull and persona 3 is the same way where it's just it's just like bullet spongy boss persona 3 is fucking stuck it has like it has like fucking 13 phases or something ridiculous oh right yeah i've I've heard the it has 13 phases one based on each of the arcana that you go through and then a final version so it's like it's like all 12 Mm. arcana and then like death the death one and it's like it just doesn't end and i'm like please make it stop please for the love of anything make it stop and it just doesn't 
And it's like... <clears throat> I'm just. I just wish that'd be my one hope for Persona Six. It's not going to happen. My one wish from Persona Six. My one wish that the royal team learned was that it's okay to end with a fight that isn't against God. I don't care if it's a man who fucking shapes reality to his will and basically becomes a god in the process. As long as I would it love it if there was the god that comes raining down. It's like I would I've love been here it the if whole they time. Pulled a thing. Some character with agency in the story. Yeah. I would love please. it if they pulled a thing where they try where they like they seem to pivot like before you actually dispose of the Shido, for example, in the game, and they pivot to a the god whatever raining terror down upon you as all jrpgs do and then have the antagonist that you've been dealing with the whole time like kill it and take its powers or something yeah. like that or like an underling for the antagonist like imagine if i would say yes but then enough. i also feel like that would be like the job of like an akechi character or something like that and i'm like yeah that's that was that was where i was going next a persona game <laughs> is another akechi character i really don't need a Hey guys, I'm good, and now I'm not character in my JRPG because <laughs> I'm so sick of them. They could that. do it in a different way, like uh, it's kind of what they did in Final Fantasy VI with Kefka, really, mm. um, where he's like the dragon to the main like bad the, guy, the B villain. Yeah, and then he murders the main the bad guy villain. and becomes the best. Becomes the yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's like I love Persona a lot, you know. I love all th- all three of them. I kid, but it's like <laughs> the three that I have played, I really love. Obviously, I'll still buy another twenty million copies in October to add to the shelf as I sit there maniacally going, "I only own one Xbox game, and it's Persona Lamal." Um, but at the same time, it's like, man, I just wish they'd have a stronger ending because the endings are strong, but also when it's f- fighting God for the sixtieth time, it's like. If everything else around it wasn't as good, it would not be like it'd be disappointing. But mm-hmm. you know, yeah, most Although of the I time, will, yeah. the rest. I will it. say though that shooting God in the face was a good ending. It like, is. I did, so I did like the metaphor I of everything shooting else. the fucking guy in the face. It was really cool. <laughs> and it's a, a lot better than it's a, supposed yeah. skins of humanity. It's amazing. Persona Three also has a cool way of dealing with the final boss without spoiling for you. It does. It. Which I like as well. Yeah. Persona 4, you're the middle child that fucked it up. You did a terrible job. You just need to be better because God just fucking keels over and goes, All right, I'm head out. Goodbye. I also want to tack this onto Persona 3. The two bosses you fight before the final boss, <laughs> basically the rematches with the Strega guys, those yeah. are just, they don't need to be there because they're so pathetic. Yeah, like they just keel over in two a two rounds. Too many boss fights. Boss rushes at the end of games suck. Where they suck. Alrighty, Kyle, what have you got, dude? Okay, where do you want to go? (laughs) I forgot about this game as my in between between Xeno Three and Paper Mario, but um, I run. I went back and replayed Crash Team Racing this past week. Ah, yeah, I got it. Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled, good fucking video game. But I gotta say, Nitrous Oxide was designed by a fucking five-year-old. Yeah, it's really bad. He just spammed What everything. a stupid-ass race for this game. It's super inconsequential if you manage to get ahead of him early, too, because, like... <laughs> my favorite, 
My favorite thing is like CTR Nitro Fuel. The beauty of CTR Nitro Fuel is being able to maintain blue flame because mm-hmm. that makes that f- that makes that boss so fucking funny when you start lapping the fucker because you're just going fucking vroom at like six million <laughs> miles an hour but then he it's always the gets problem. the last laugh because even though he knows he's gonna win he still spammed his shit everywhere so you still end up <laughs> hitting it and then you have to do the final yeah. lap slow and you're still gonna win but Oxide's like i'm gonna enjoy watching you suffer as you still have to have a miserable <laughs> final lap i'm like you can't win with that Dude, fight. And you then- can't win when they ported, like, when they remade CTR for mm. PS4, like, it just feels like Oxide Station is just so much tighter than it was in the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it doesn't feel like it was scaled properly. So all these turns are just, like, impossible to hit, going at yeah. the speeds you can get in Nitro-Fueled. And, yeah. like, that fight on hard mode, if you don't pass him immediately, you're just fucked. <laughs> just reset the race. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's a very silly fight. It's like, it's a very silly race, because like you say, he's just spamming shit everywhere, and the rubber banding is ridiculous on it, and it's just like, it's it's just a fucking, it's a really difficult final boss, and not for like, in a fair way, it's just in a not bullshit Not for fun way, reasons. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He cheats and gets a head start. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, you know, like... I did this replay on hard mode because I'm like I played this game once before. I can do it again. Let's do let's do hard mode. And I told Ethan about this, and I'm like the hardest parts of this game were Crash Cove, the very first level, and the final boss. That's funny. If you don't get good luck on the final boss, pass him immediately. You're just 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 reset, dude. Crash within the first ten seconds. Crash Cove is literally hunter. It's like dropping hot in a battle royale, dude. It's literally dropping hot in a battle because there's there's like no Uh, boost pads in in Crash Cove. There's no boost pads near the start, so you can't get any distance. So it is literally just a battle royale at the start because there's just like three sets of of item boxes before you even see a fucking boost pad. So it's just like, oh yeah, welcome to chaos. <laughs> and it's just like <laughs> hell on earth. Um, people used to think people originally when that game came out thought that uh, the platinum trophy would be impossible because they didn't even know if they were like we don't know if hard mode's possible. But then they didn't realize that you can maintain uh, boost speeds if you keep your engines running hot. So it's like it meant nothing in the end. But it was just funny how people used to think about that. Yeah, so you hey. just let them all get ahead of you and then go vroom around when you hit the boost and uh, they've all murdered each other. It's a pretty decent <laughs> strat. You just got to pray that no one has a six million items, which they always do. Yeah, yeah. they do. No. It's anyway. always the items you don't want to see. Always. <laughs> always. Like the calming rock. rockets. Classic. Or the blue orb. The blue oh, orb. Yeah. The blue, uh, the blorb, dude. What is that even supposed to be exactly? I think it's supposed to be the warp. Kind of like, like it's like the crash. I I used to think it, it was looks like, like the, the crash free warp, the warp thing, right? Like kind of orb is what I thought it was. It was like yeah. it was like an electrical warp that kind of looks like the crash free yeah. portal. As a, as a kid, when I played CTR original, I just thought it was just like a big electric ball. Yeah, like, yeah. Which I think it is, but it's definitely just them using the warped assets of having the little portal thing that they just flew around everywhere hmm. but no fair enough why do you want to go next hunter all right man the uh great maze in smash bros brawls oh. story mode is not good 
had this on my list too. Like, oh man, I thought it'd be too obvious. I said that this. I said that this um, story mode was decent one time a few weeks ago in, <laughs> and you know the second time is in the Great Maze, and it's overstayed its welcome by then. Like they basically make you just play through areas of the game again and try and fight dark versions of every fighter so that's like 35 guys you gotta find or like maybe like a few less because i don't think wolf toon link or jigglypuff show up at all so they Correct. don't count. those are post game <laughs> so they don't count sonic's not even there either until the very very end oh right for the final boss imagine all those people who were jazzed to play as sonic with everyone else in that thing and they're like when does he show up dude sonic's the reason that game ended up getting delayed Oh, for that's... for like its last delay because he was added in so late that and yeah. that's why he shows up at the very end of subspace. That makes because Sakurai's like I don't know where else to put this dude. Uh, I don't know where he goes. It would compromise the integrity of the story. He was dip, dipshit the hedgehog. You go at the end and yeah. save everybody. He didn't even say everyone already helped themselves at that point. Was the funniest <laughs> part. <laughs> Yeah, but he drilled holes through Taboo's wings. Yeah, but you can... So he didn't turn them into trophies again. (laughs) But anyhow, so it's just not very good because it just makes you do what feels like the whole thing again before you can fight the final boss. And like, I would have beat this game in a single night as like a fifth grader if... Oh yeah! Did, if that didn't happen, I was like, okay, this is getting tiresome, and I need sleep. So I woke up the next day and finished it off because it was the weekend or whatever. But God, it was not fun. Yeah, Brawl's subspace was a good time. I definitely enjoyed it as a kid, but that that Great Maze definitely bogged it down a lot. Yeah, a lot on repeat playthroughs. <laughs> I did not do repeat playthroughs. <laughs> Why? No, I speed ran the I speed ran that a few really? times. It was like That's two cool. hours. Interesting. Because I, I was a freshman in high school and had nothing better to do with my time hey. studying. That shit's for nerds. Brawl's never a studier. It is. Brawl's never a studier. I was also never a studier. Neither was I, and it infuriated and I... people because <laughs> like I would get better grades sometimes than people who were actually studious because I guess they weren't just they just weren't as smart as I am. I was saying, but like, people like, used to get mad because I used to fucking procrastinate until the very last minute and then still do all right, and then everyone was like, "What? How?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Sucks." To yeah, suck, like I girl. like I snoozed through social studies all the time, and it would get be the best grades in the class, and it would make people who were like actually cared about school but not doing as well very angry with me sometimes dude <laughs> like, i yeah. needed the pressure that's the thing was i wrote better essays for uni in the final one to two days of the deadline and staying up all night to pull it off than people who submitted them a week early and worked on them for three or four <laughs> weeks just because i need that pressure that's i don't write well unless i have something like pedal to the metal <laughs> Like I, some people they just write absolute shit, right? And they just do terrible because they brush the pressure. Me, the pressure fuels me to do something like and do it properly because I'm like, okay, you have all my attention, no distractions. Let's do this, yeah. and that's what I used to be like. Less time, the better. Huh. Yeah, studying's a scam. Don't do it, kids. Yeah, don't Man. study, guys. Watch the podcast <laughs> instead, or listen yeah, to it while podcast. you're studying. Imagine. 
Yeah. Chill podcast beats to study to. Right? <laughs> you know, exactly. it's, just, it's just the 15 seconds of the boom, intro boom, over boom. and over. The copyright free music, Ben Sound Summer, dude. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Shout out to Ben Sound Summer. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Ben Sound. Funny thing is, I sit here and like, huh, imagine using copyright free music as your like, whatever. And it's like, there's so many podcasts that do that, that it's like, the little like, the the music that Trash Taste uses, people think is like the Trash Taste music. No, it's from the YouTube copyright system, like free sound system. They just took that song and they're like, it's ours now. And they didn't even have to you do anything. Everybody assumes, yeah, everyone assumes it's theirs, but it's not. And I'm just like, that's what you need to do. Just appropriate somebody else's copyright free yeah, music. Yeah, either, either this take is the copyright now. free music or become friends with someone who knows how to make music. And be any, like, hey any man, music, any music do this makers? for me. Please. <laughs> Please. Dude, I get that. Over the I'll, summer I was listening I'll to Critical Role. You. Over the summer I was listening to Critical Role and anytime they started combat in their game, like this medieval battle music would start playing and I'm just like, I now I just associate like any medieval sounding music with them and i'm like okay well this is my life now yeah that now that now that's you that's you that's your problem that's 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 crazy <laughs> like, this genre is theirs no <laughs> they can have a song yeah, maybe, a good... but genre... yeah what's up yeah you crazy you're crazy <laughs> when kyle said combat i just imagined them starting in like the mortal combat theme just blasting <laughs> while they try to talk over it that's funny imagine imagine oh, uh, let's be positive. I think, I think Matt Mercer would do that. He would. Yeah, I, I think he would definitely do that. Let's be positive because you guys are being negative Nancys recently, so I'll be positive. All I put down on my list were negatives. I see how it is. Um, you know, I, I have a mixed relationship with Nier Automata, but one thing I will agree with everybody in is that its final quote-unquote level and uh, ending are oh, it's fucking got the sick. Uh, they're great. Yeah. Spoilers for Nier Automata because this one is actually a game you probably should play. Unlucky Don't want Cat. spoiled, and you should play it. Yeah. Unlucky Cat. Kyle, are you gonna play Nier? Probably not. But nah. it is out on Switch soon. Yeah, <laughs> on the Switch of all. Just things. a friendly reminder. But for those of you who don't know, obviously Nier has like six bajillion endings, uh, and all of them are terrible. Like, they're all bad, they all end terrible. They're not bad as in badly written. It's just, in, like, every single ending, everybody dies, everything terrible happens, everything suffers. And the final level, the final boss, as you were, or the credits themselves, is, uh, it becomes, like, a bullet hell where you have to fight the credits. And uh, every time you die in the credits somebody else who's beaten the game you die you... in real life yeah no but once you beat the credits and it's like it's it's a, it's a beatable uh bullet hell but it's it basically impossible it's like it's impossible for most normal sane people to beat it <laughs> and every time you die somebody who has already beaten it uh basically at the end you get given the choice to sacrifice your save data so delete your save data off your console to save somebody else in the credits so you bring them back to life yeah cloud saves yeah well, it would be touching <laughs> if it wasn't for cloud saves as well because yeah because i sacrificed my data instantly and then i did yeah my fucking video oh, yeah. Like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you can do that but i just kind of i love how symbolic that is of like everybody together and then i just also love 
how it's like the only way for you to get a happy ending to that video game is to literally fight for your life through the credits is like basically the metaphor is creators of the world basically the game's basically yeah the whole idea is the game saying to you the like everybody dies the end and you're like no and the game's like turn the fucking game off and it's trying to literally bully you into submission and it's you you fight through the credits to get the ending that you want is essentially what it is and i just love that and i also yeah. I, there's just like this subtle references it's like how the, the the little robot companions will mention six people are like involved in the story and it's obviously the three androids the two robots and then you the player and it's just like I love how that kind of comes to fruition in the end, where it's just like you literally have to fight like tooth and nail to get the ending that you want. And I think that it's really the cool. Theme song plays like each version that you heard previously. Mm. It loops through all of those. It's so good, man. I really liked it. This was the I got to the end of Nier Altava and like uh, it was one of those late night after midnight mm-hmm. nights, and I was like, oh, this is the best kind of way. To, this is the best kind of way to finish this game. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things where it's like not, the game didn't really hit me in the way I thought it would hit me as it hit everybody else, but it was like one of those things at the end where I'm like, damn, that's a cool ass ending. Is have yeah. everybody fight to fucking get the ending that they want and then sacri- have the option of giving yourself to be a helping hand or be selfish and keep the ending to yourself in a way. <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> but alas, Cloud Saves fucked it up. Yeah. it's a shame yeah. to be fair though nintendo does block cloud saves for god knows whatever reason i wouldn't be surprised oh, nintendo yeah. Was like, yeah no cloud actual, save for you the actual social experiment miyamoto's like yeah miyamoto's like we can't have saved data online for near automata because it ruins the story <laughs> <laughs> it was done for narrative purpose yeah imagine anyway kyle all right so the end of every Kingdom Hearts game is awful. You could make the argument that most Kingdom Hearts games are awful. <laughs> and that's my thesis statement. <laughs> but I mean, if we're being real here, we all know that Wands is the worst. Wands because... is the worst. The but the ultimately one they're all the same. I don't mind Two's final world, to be no, honest. No, 2's sucks. Meh. Two, they're three. all the same. They're all just boss rushes to varying yeah, yeah. degrees of good. Yeah, that's probably or right. bad. So much. I thought two's bosses were probably. Oh yeah. I mean, I think two's is great, especially with the. <laughs> I mean, this is kind of an arbitrary fact now, but with Final Mix, which is what two one point five and two point five are based on, where they added the fight with Roxas. Where in the original fight. release it fuck was just a cutscene. Yeah, nah, dude, want, that fight's that fight's great. No, fuck that fight. No, that fight's brilliant, dude. No, that fight's shit. Fuck that. Fight. No, that fight's brilliant, dude. That fight should like, be like, like, like that fight is harder than the actual fights after it. Yeah, because it wasn't meant to be in the game. Yeah, and it's stupid. It literally like that. My, pro- I think it's a great <laughs> fight. There, it's a. If it was the actual final fight, I'd be like, great, that's good, good shit. But it's the fact that that game literally fucking bends you over, spanks you on your ass, going, "You bad, you bad, fuck you, fuck you, bitch, die, Keyblade. die, die, Keyblade," and it's like. <laughs> 
you literally suffer. Also, the checkpoints are horrendous. You have to fucking walk like 600 miles to fucking get back there. Every time you die, you have to waddle your ass over there through the arbitrary, through the arbitrary corridor that for some reason's like, let's add 60 million fucking zigzags just to hammer home the point that you're shit. And then... <laughs> After you beat it and you're like, wow, that's good, satisfying. Then the rest of the game's like, baby, bitch, goo goo, gaga, fuck you, you're not going to die once after that point. And I'm like, yeah, it's a good fight, but it makes the rest of it ass. Because now there's no, like, there's literally no difficulty. You've got fucking card man going, pick a card. Wow, what a, what a guy. <laughs> that's my problem with two is, is Roxas makes the whole fucking ending shit because it's no longer fun because it's too easy. Everything else is too easy. <laughs> and once, as for one, one's is one. just abysmal. Final two, rest yeah. can go die. My opinion on two is an opinion. My opinion on one is a fact. The ending sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a miserable final gauntlet. And if you fuck up in one part of it, you have to do it all again. What a riot. Thank God for that. Because let's see. Let's see. We've got reused fights with Behemoth. We have Final Rest, which is like seven waves of Heartless, all back to back to back to back with no breaks. Yeah. Then you go into the final boss, which is Ansem 1, where you fight him on the worst arena ever. It's, he's, it's on a slope, for starters. Why is it on a slope? That's just a bad level design yeah but at least that's the first one so if you die there you've not lost any progress you can just fucking play it again then you get a rematch with dark side for like the fourth time yeah and then it's a 1v1 against ansem fuck that fight ansem 3 can suck a nut <laughs> dude fuck that bro fuck that fight. and then he turns into a spaceship you're still yeah. by yourself a Spaceship bullet hell fight. You're in the air now. Air combat sucks. They fly you lose now. guard. Yeah, you lose now. your guard, so half your moveset's just gone. <laughs> then you fight to get Goofy back, and the, then you get back to the airship. More air air garbage. Then you get Donald back, and more air garbage. And then I think the game ends after that. That's almost all my fingers up right now for the <laughs> final area up. of Kingdom Hearts It 1. waves you goodbye and goes, try again next time, fucker. And you're like, oh. You do, you do get checkpointed after Ansem 1 before Darkseid. No, you don't. Yeah, you do. No, you don't. Yes, you do. I never did. I'm, I got I'm kicked a... back. I'm not sure you did. No, you get a checkpoint when you you get a, you get a checkpoint when you go to space. Space. Mm. When you go to space, you get a checkpoint. You have to do all of Anson one, two, and three back to back, and you have to beat the first part of space. Once you beat the first part of space, then you get a checkpoint. <laughs> if I remember correctly, beat the first part of space. I swear there was a checkpoint after Ansem 1. No. Because I remember when I did level 1, that's a mistake. Don't play Kingdom Hearts 1 on level 1, if unless you want to hate yourself. When I did level 1, like I'm 90% sure that there was a checkpoint between Ansem 1 and Darkseid. Maybe it was a pity checkpoint. No, Square doesn't do that. It's a miracle they that, put right. that in Kingdom that Hearts aren't 1. You die anywhere after Dark Side. you need to start over. Really? No. It's ass. I remember because I've watched myself and two friends go through this pain. It's shit. 
It's awful. Terribly designed. The epitome of awfulness. Bad game. It's but then you so... have Kingdom Hearts 3. Kingdom Hearts which... 3 is just it's... long. A whole this is long thing. and meh. Is I think yeah. As you guys were arguing about that, and I'm like, I must not have died because I don't remember any of this being an issue for me. I was like, so I think the only reason that three is, if anything, in three like ending segments actually hit well, I probably would like it. But it's all just kind of like shoulder shruggy. And my favorite yeah. thing that happened towards the end was when the um, lingering will armor showed up and beat up. Saying art for a minute that was pretty cool that, that was pretty hype i'm like oh man i love it when people powered by vengeance get their vengeance it's my favorite <laughs> i think the yeah. thing that kind of a like drove me the wrong way about most about cage three is that those bosses together like you fight the bosses in groups and they weren't meant to be fight fought in groups they just like the game just becomes so much less playable when the when two bosses move sets combine. I thought they were fine. It's just it went on too long. That was my problem. Was yeah, six million mm -hmm. fucking fights. I didn't have any problem yeah, with the actual like, fights okay. themselves. If it would have been busted up into like Ant Ansem, Zemnis, and some third thing, I think that would have been fine. Yo, yeah, I think that fight doesn't work to. very well with Ansem and Zemnis together. That one's fucking annoying. Oh, the Nort Court? Yeah, the Nort <laughs> one's quite annoying. But the rest of them I don't some, really have too some many. Zemnis and young Xehanort? Yeah. Oh, God. The rest of the two villains that were better than Xehanort and then <laughs> where the series went after that. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Uh... All right, Hunter. Where are we going next? Um, yeah. I'll go somewhere positive now. Uh, I like the I like the final. Little, I could talk about two of them here. Crash Force final level is really good, and Crash from Insanity. I like that final level too. They're both neat. I enjoy both of them for different reasons. Dude, Cortex Castle is like the ultimate platformer final level. I do enjoy it quite a bit. It trained together all the mask powers towards the end was a very hype moment. Yeah, I, I love that level. It's great. It's like kind of like it's almost ROM hacky in the way it's designed, where it's like the game just expects you to know how to use all those masks now. And it's like there's no like precedent for it in the other levels to know to that precision or whatever but the game's like fuck it now's the time to learn and i just i just kind of like that i mean technically speaking you've been using them enough that you should know how to do it by now especially know? when the level before it is ass because that toxic whatever is toxic tunnels is awful awful level uh, yeah garbage level because it's it's forever long and it has the old gem path in it and that gem path is forever oh, long no. as well and it's just like and doing the end scene like, i mean that's perfect. just crash 4's end game though the end no but that level's like forever six minutes long. long that minute's like six minutes long and it's like for the end same like relic it's like oh no gross whereas at least cortex castle is only like a three minute level probably mm. yeah. you know what you're doing but now it's a good level. And then as for Twin Sanity, Twin Sanity's last level uh, is fucking stupid. <laughs> I like it, man. I like the little Simon Says color no, hopscotch, like, whatever. Yeah, it's good. It's just like, it's just, it always just makes me laugh because it's just like, 
the whole final part of that game is just like Simon says random shit, just like chucking things at the fan. They were like, we need assets and pronto quickly. <laughs> it's just it's still good design though, and I do like the final area of the. Uh, the entirety, that entire dimension is really fun with some of the things that yeah, you do. Yeah, it's a fun time. And you kind of do throwbacks, kind of do encores of some of the fa- the the favorite moments of it, like the beers and the sl- the snowboarding and sections the, again. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> but no, I like it. I like it. Um, God, I don't know what to say. I'm running out, guys. I'm not gonna lie. I haven't prepared. <laughs> do I even have anything else? I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I just hate boss rushes, dude. Yeah. One Capcom's kind of infinite, in, infamous for those. Infinite. infinite. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. You're going to do it forever, so. Yeah. True. I mean, Mega Man was like. Having boss rushes. Yeah. I mean, Mega Man was like the birthplace of boss rushes. No, I don't seem to ever want to find around it, though. You know, controversial opinion. I don't like the Elite Four endings of Pokemon games. I really don't. Really, I really don't enjoy them because I only, I only ever feel, unless you're doing like a challenge run, I feel there are only two outcomes of Pokemon Elite Four, which is you either have an extremely broken team already, and congratulations, you just breeze through it and smile and wave and go, bye, I'm champion now. Or you do what most people have to do, which is you try your damn hardest, and then the game's like, oh, look, it's the it's the fire type Elite Four member. And then they bring somebody out who is the literally the stretchiest term of a fire type. And they'll be like, deal with them. And it's like, no, hey. they're using dragon moves. They're basically dragon. And it's like, it's like okay. It's not Flint's fault that they <clears throat> frequently put two fire types in Diamond and Pearl. It's just, it's just <laughs> they to me, fixed it in Platinum. <laughs> it's just, to me, it's just like, it's not fun when they basically, all they end up being is just an RNG, hope, it's like you can know what the four elite four types are going to be and you're still rolling that dice and going, okay, I hope that team that you've built for the last 60 hours is resistant enough to deal with this. And it's just like... We run an all normal types, boys. Yeah, it's like, I'm just like, it's not fun for me. It just isn't. Because it either ends up being like a Gen 6 where you fucking blink and you miss it and you're like, wow, that wasn't even challenging the slightest because... Megas make this game broken and I just was able to easily do it. Or then it ends up like a Gen 4 where you just end up, like, it doesn't matter, even if you're like 10 levels above, if you just have, if you've just gone with and picked your favourite Pokemon and they turned out to just be fodder for Cynthia, like fucking 60% of the Pokemon in that game are, the game's basically going, oh, do you want to go and spend like 10-15 hours making a new team? I'm like, no. Just want to beat my story. A post game like that, fair enough. I just want to beat my game in peace without crying. Is that too much to ask? Is that too much to ask? Dude, can I just say that X and Y had the worst Elite Four and Champion ever? 
Yeah. So I'm just, I'm looking at Bulbapedia right now and just looking at all of the <laughs> all the teams of the Elite Four. Gen six, X and Y, they only had four Pokemon on their teams. Gen six has the easiest Elite Four by far. It's not even close. Like what the that's why I, I probably like Gen lo- 6 so low much. Low 60s. It's probably why I like Gen 6 so much, because it actually let you through. Um, I don't know. I feel yeah, like... I mean, I get, I get what you're saying, where, like, the Elite Four really does kind of just feel like build up to the champion. If the champion's done well, like, then I think the payoff is worth it. But if it's just, like, another type specialist, like, what's the point? <laughs> Um, like I me, like things like 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 the rival from Fire Red and Leaf Green or Cynthia or the rival from Sun and Moon where their team is name. their team isn't specialized. It's just it's a balanced team like what you have. It's I'm not sad. just them focusing down on one type like Lance. As someone who doesn't really play Pokemon, it, the Elite Four conceptually has always amused me it's like why would you want to settle for that anyway if you're apparently good enough to be that why not take a so it's funny because it's like oh you're good but not good enough to be the champion <laughs> it's, it's like this backhanded thing yeah the other thing like... the elite four for the most part has zero agency in the story more often just... than not it's changed a bit in the more recent gens like four and five where they make them somewhat relevant but like if there's like criminal organizations out doing their shit why are we calling the 10 year olds and not the elite four and the champion the elite the four strongest is just, pokemon yeah. trainer the elite four is just a stamina endurance test and it's just a shit stamina endurance test because it's like it's like i'd rather not i'd rather pass the elite four and then just be able to fight I'd much rather have it so that you fight the Elite Four and then you can have a rest and you can save and you can do whatever you want and then fight a two times as difficult fucking champion than to do this whole fucking hullabaloo of, oh, what's that? You died to Cynthia's bullshit team that's super hard? Go and fight the four Timmies again and hope to God that the RNG gods don't fucking you enough. Hope you've gone... Because it's like, here's the thing is... It's not hard. People are like, it's a challenge. It's not a challenge. Me spamming in the back of the room five revives again and fucking getting my team's health up with my items. <laughs> that's not a challenge. That's arbitrary. It's like, fucking just let me beat the Elite Four and go, right, let me fight the champion who's difficult. Or just make it fucking easy enough for baby bitch brains that just want to finish the game like me to finish it. I'm completely fine with when you re-challenge the Elite Four for them to have bullshit fucking hard teams that require you to have knowledge. I just want to fucking finish my game in peace without having a fucking brain aneurysm trying to figure out how is the most the, the least path of resistance to get through this. The other amusing thing as someone who doesn't really play these games but watched the cartoon for a while after, you know, the last time I played one of them, is that they always portray it like some kind of competition tournament thing. And that's never <laughs> what it comes off like in the game because oh, you're yeah. just doing this gauntlet. Like, Ash has days where he's on, he's like resting up so his Pokemon... Yeah, and how come, out. 
And while we're here, while we're talking about this, why does the champion have to basically, like, the champion's like, oh, you're the champion now, I resign. But every, all the elite, the elite fours getting fucking beaten all the time and they keep their jobs. What's the fucking point of that? You'd honestly think, oh, you know what? You Maybe the champion the- gets the spot in there once they yeah, lose. That's what you'd think, wouldn't you? You'd honestly think, what I would do is have the four, the final member of the Elite Four be the person that's, the, the, that's recently come into the Elite Four. And every time you lose, you move a slot closer to the end. And when the champion loses, they move into that Elite Four slot. So then it's yeah. always constantly the five best trainers who are in the yeah. Elite Four. And it's like, why the fuck do the shitheads who have only got four grass types on their team, why do they get to stay? But the, the champions, like, get out. The I would love there to be like a elite four member that has like a team of six super over leveled like basic route one Pokemon like level ninety Bidoofs or something just six of those. <laughs> also, where is yeah? Where's my post game where I just get to sit in the fucking champion room and beat Timmy's up? Where's that? <laughs> Yeah. That'd be like the easiest post game. People are always talking about like a battle frontier and stuff like that. Why haven't they just done a sit in the champion room and bully the fucking children mode where they just keep coming at you and you just have to destroy it? Why is that not a thing? Just the whole thing just Especially because they'd be like limping into the room with like half their Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly what it should be like. And the enemy, the, the enemy team will will have a fucking level sixty Venusaur who's got a third of their HP when they come out because they ran out of fucking <laughs> potions on the way here. That's exactly how it should be. Uh, also, Hunter, uh, I want to throw this in in Sword and Shield. What you said about the anime being framed more like a tournament. Yeah. Um, Sword and Shield, their Elite Four substitute was called the Champion Cup, and it's basically all the all the gym leaders came back, and it was basically it was set up like a tournament, oh, and then at the end you'd fight. Leon. I liked that more, by the way. I that liked one, that. That more. was really cool. That's bad. I will give Sword and Shield that. That's bad. Oh, yeah, I like Shield. that. I liked it. They, they I, I won't give it a lot, but I will give they it presented that. that. They presented Pokemon battles like an actual sport in that one. Yeah. I liked that. That was like, a good Like idea. the way the show had been doing it forever. <laughs> they basically took what England is, which is just football, and they were like, cool, yeah. that's Pokemon now. Everyone get into <laughs> stadiums. I liked the idea of being like, you face in the gyms to get all the badges, which gets you a place in the tournament arc at the end, where yeah. everybody, where the gym leaders and the few people that got the badges all clash together to fucking fight for the championship. I think that's a good idea. They should bring that back. Fuck the Elite Four. It's shit. Pointless. Yeah. Ratio. Didn't While ask. we're at it, why was Sun and Moon's like first Elite Four? Shouldn't have fucking bothered, dude. Literally, you only your your requirement for getting to the Elite Four walk through a cave, dude. Like, what is this shit? Like, Lola was just pulling shit out of their arse, dude. I don't know. Walk through oh, the man. cave. If there's a big zoo back, kill it. There we go. Have a badge. Have a badge. I think I've scrubbed most of Sun and Moon from my brain. Stupid game, dude. Fuck I think it. I forgot about everything about it. Okay, right. All right, Calendar, you can do one more. <laughs> Let's do one more, because I've rambled enough about this fucking game. <laughs> All right. The pain. Uh, Kyle, did you want to go? Um, I think I'm out, actually. Okay, then. Well, Hunter, have you got one more? 
Yeah, let's uh, let's end on a more positive note, I suppose. Hell yeah! Uh, Stone Tower from Majora's Mask is the best dungeon in the series. I love it so much, man. Yo, I will agree with the sentiment. Ah, oh, good it, ass dungeon. Oh, it's man. just so unlike Zelda, anything so. else. It's just so unlike anything else Zelda has done or will do after Majora's Mask. Sorry. <laughs> or am I? It, no. It really is. Like, uh, it does the whole, like, a lot of Zelda games love the little gauntlet in the run up to Ganondorf or whoever, maybe, you know, set it on mm-hmm. the chair at the end. Where it's like, oh, it's just a remix of a bunch of areas from the dungeons previous. Like, Ganon's Tower and Ocarina of Time doesn't even register as, like, an actual dungeon to me. It's just like playing the greatest hits of what you've already done. So I don't consider that. I consider the Spirit Temple the final test there. But Majora's Mask takes that and kind of sprinkles it into a more organically designed dungeon where mm-hmm. you've got a you've there's you're frequently using like every transformation mask in ways that are fun and inventive without it feeling like what you've been doing in the other three dungeons. Mm-hmm. And Icona Valley was a super atmospheric area in the first place, and I love its vibe. The Stone Tower music is fantastic. Yeah. And they flip it uh, halfway through, and it's really cool. Yeah, and then the song starts playing in reverse. It's so cool, dude. And also, the song they give you before in that area, the Elegy of Emptiness, that's used so well. Yeah, they actually use it. And the build-up to the dungeon solved those puzzles, and also in the dungeon itself. It's It's so good. It's the only time that the song that they give you to get into the dungeon actually matters after that. Aside so true, I, bestie. Like, uh, th- there's a side quest where you use the Sonata of Awakening or whatever another time, but every, like, the Goran's Lullaby and the other one, you uh, don't use those except to open the dungeons, really. Those are used once. So I think it's really cool that the Elegy of Emptiness is used as an actual mechanic in the dungeon. Yeah. Uh, Majora's Mask, I like to say, Majora's Mask is the one Zelda game that I will eventually give a try to one day because every other zelda game i've tried i just can't i'm just like no monkey brain say no bro monkey brain's just like fuck no it, it helps that like the core experience is shorter yeah and... one it's because it's shorter and two because it actually has an interesting like premise to me that isn't just like hey look and it's late. time with ganon has Be been ganon fucker you love side quests <laughs> Genuinely, yeah, dude, that's side quests. The video oh, love, game. That's why I love Breath of the Wild because Breath of the Wild was like, "Yo, defeat Calamity Ganon," and I was like, "Fuck you! Or I'm gonna walk everywhere else." Right, you have to keep napping for a minute. I'll be there eventually. Yeah, literally. I was <laughs> I like, know, "Hey, I yeah." Final area in Breath of the Wild is really good too. Like, like that's like my favorite version of the Hyrule Castle dungeon. Oh, I liked it too because there's like six million ways. That's like I liked it because there's like six million ways to solve it. That's my favorite part. Was my favorite part was if you genuinely wanted your solution to be literally run up, come with a sack of fucking meals in your backpack and literally climb the fucking wall and just eat food and just keep climbing. (laughs) You could do that. That could be your solution to the puzzle. I just or you could go really through like the that. gauntlet of Lionels that they have, just chilling around. Like every, I think there's one. I think there's like a silver Lionel or something. And like every layer of the, you get closer to it or something like that. And I can counter. A bunch yeah, of you can just go around the back and just yeah. try and fucking 
go through it that you, way. You can go find the Hylian shield in like the basement yeah. or the dungeon or whatever. That was a fun time. Yeah, uh, damn, man. Good yeah. time. Good time. Music in that area is good too, which, you know, suck it for all the people who say that Breath of the Wild's music wasn't good. True. True. But, uh, fair enough. Well, there we go, I guess. There's a load of rambling of favorite and least favorite final levels and games, I guess. Uh, there's like probably 20 million that we've missed. We just went with the first that came to our mind. So let us know in the comments if you can think of anything that we missed. Uh, there's probably something that we talk about all the time that we've just forgotten to talk about today that we usually... Oh, I intentionally on. omitted Celeste because I've mentioned that... I've mentioned specifically the final part of that game like five times in the past couple of months. Yeah. I've I've chosen to believe that the last dungeon of Octopath doesn't exist. That was on my list of bad. If we had went for another rotation, I would have brought it up. Fair enough. I just pretend it doesn't exist anymore. And <laughs> Maybe then, it's for and the that best. game gets so much better. Mm. Fair enough. Well, anyway, uh, as always, all links are on screen right now. Is it going to work? Yeah, it is. You can go and follow us on Twitter if you want to keep up to date with everything. Uh, that we do outside of the podcast. You'll probably see me finally tweet, I finished it this week. You probably won't, but... Fuck yeah. off. <laughs> I will. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Why the fuck have you not finished it? I'm like, Dude, I don't know yet. Why haven't I've you got, finished it yet? I've got like 10 hours left max, bro. So you, so you think. Prove it. Finish it tonight after the recording session. Well, just fuck off. I will. You can't stop. No, me. no. Finish it in call. No, I'm not ruining It'll it. It'll be YouTube. funny. Chuckle fucks. Hell no. Fuck no. <laughs> Uh, but hey, if you don't want to follow us on Twitter, that's cool too. You can go follow us on Twitter at HotGamersOnly or subscribe to the YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash HotGamersOnly. And hey, if you don't want to look at our stupid faces, that's cool too. You can head to your favorite podcast service, search for Hot Gamers Only on podcast services like Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're on everything, so go and hit us with a follow. Or head to the link tree in the description to find us on everything. It's all good. Uh, I've got nothing else to say. I think we're all good. That's yeah, it. I think so. Uh, next week, another step closer to Splatoon. Yeah. Uh, Maybe if Keely's got the sauce in his thing, we'll talk oh about Oh yeah, that. there might be a bonus All episode right, or Jeff an episode. Keighley's or probably week. not. I won't Jeff even be Keighley. watching that live. I'm going to an Evanescence concert. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's in Europe anyway, so it's like 6pm my time, so you'll probably still be at work anyway. Oh, right, I wouldn't oh, be. Yeah. It's one of those Europe uh, taxes. I wouldn't watch it live in the first place, and I would not see it when I got home because I'm going to a concert. Oh well. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'll let you know if I there's guess, anything worth I guess I get to skim it and find the one thing that he has that's interesting. Yeah, probably. It'll be in the first twenty minutes knowing Jeff and then everyone else will sit there for the next two hours going there's gotta be something else. He wouldn't have just put that good thing in the first twenty minutes if there wasn't something else. Surely the best thing is Surely the best thing at this show can't be the Callisto Protocol, which was shown a week ago. Already, yeah, like six yeah. million times. God, no. we'll see. Anyway, you'll probably hear about it next week, one way or another, if it's in full or as a passing joke, we'll see. Um, but yeah, find out. Possibly uh, both. Yeah. Wait, how many games do you think that are owned by Embracer Group are going to show up? I'm saying no fewer than 14. 14? 
Embracer Group owns a lot of things, and he likes his filler. It's a two-hour show. Here's the thing. All of Jeff's shows are filler. Embracer Group can literally keep buying everything, and I won't care, because they still manage to literally buy everything I don't care about. Everything that doesn't matter, mostly. It's like I watched that THQ Nordic show, like, part of it, and I was like, who's this for? Like, I get Spongebob doing, like, a spiritual sequel to Battle for Bikini Bottom's cool, but other than that, they like just showed like six bajillion strategy games, and I'm like, I don't care. Who cares? Like, it doesn't matter if you bring back all these IPs if no one was asking in the first place. I'm like, fuck, stop. Yeah, and like, they own a few that are interesting, but none of them have been what they've been showing. Yeah. They're just so weird. I just don't. They're just so weird. It's like how like with Saints Row, they were like, "Oh yes, Saints Row is selling." Uh, uh, Saints Row pre-orders are doing one hundred and eighteen percent on what we thought they would, and I'm like, "So is that good what or bad? What's that mean? That's only eighteen percent more than you were expecting. Is that good or bad? Were your expectations low or high? What are you, Embracer Group? Who are you? More than they were expecting. That means that they're like double what they imagined plus the other eighteen percent. No, but the way that it wasn't more. They didn't rephrase it as more. It was like they were like Saints Row pre-orders are on one hundred and eighteen percent on target or something. So it's like oh. it's like they're slightly over the so target that they were expecting. They expected so I'm like. A- people to pre-order it and yeah and they got 118 i'm like is that a triumph or is is it i don't know the game's obviously not incredible because the review embargoes the day before but i digress we'll see prove me wrong embracer group whoever you are owning everything we'll see everything yeah We'll find out next week. Anyway, we've gone on long enough. Uh, thank you ever so much for listening slash watching. We'll be back same time, same place next week for more. But until then, have an awesome week. And yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye. See ya. Toodaloo.